0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host and oh baby, do we have a good Thursday night game to preview for you now? It's a short podcast. Of course we will have in the feed, you already in the feed is the DFS preview for the entire weekend. Uh, we will preview the DFS for, uh, Eagles and Giants. If you're such a and look, I'm such a, a, a degenerate that I will play it. So you can too. Uh, there will be the best bets, uh, best bets, uh, podcast in the feed tomorrow. And, um, you can check us out at four o'clock every day of the week, except for Tuesdays because of Champions League on CBS Sports HQ. Joining me now to look at this beaut of a matchup between the Giants and the Eagles, RJ White. What's up, RJ?
1: Don't make fun of this game. I mean, one one of these teams might be in the playoffs by <laughs> the One to of these the teams
0: will be in first.
1: Well, if the Eagles win, they're in first place, right? Yeah. Well, I think they're tied with Dallas, and then because they, they'll have one game more, but they have the tie. So I think they'll have the same record, two and four, right? Well, they'd be two, four and one.
0: It's two, Dallas four and one be better and or worse? So they'd, be, two-
1: they'd be tied until Dallas plays.
0: Oh, right, right, right. So if Dallas loses to Washington, they would be in first place. Right. But this is, I mean, this is actually a huge game. I mean, it is. It is stupid that one of these teams will go to the playoffs, but I mean, you know, look, you go to the playoffs, you get healthy. I mean, we saw the car, we saw the Panthers seven, eight and one demolish the Cardinals and Ryan Lindley in the uh, playoffs a few years back. So you never yeah, know. I can- I mean,
1: I can't wait until week 17. So, you know, assuming that we get this, this schedule under, you know, under control and play all the games that we're supposed to in week 17, you always have divisional matchups. So I can't wait to see what the NFC East divisional matchup is. That's going to decide the, the, who goes to the playoffs between, you know, the five, eight and one or five, I guess, 10 and one, nine and one Eagles and the, the six and nine Cowboys. Be crazy.
0: Well, um, oh, this is weird. Uh, for some reason the futures tab on, William Hill is empty. That's odd. I was expecting to, uh, to ask you what if, what would you, would you bet on anything for the NFC title? Cause I tend to think that the Eagles, I can't believe I'm saying this, are good value right now. They should beat the Giants tonight. They're four and a half point favorites. They're plus 130 or plus 160, depending on where you look to win the NFC East. Shouldn't we be hammering the Eagles to win the NFC East?
1: Yeah, um, if you're just talking NFC East, I think Eagles are probably the best bet. They've been so beat up, and um, yeah, they're going to get healthy at some point. They're going to get somewhat healthy. You know, some of those guys that got hurt on the offensive line aren't coming back, but a lot of these playmakers are coming back. Um, The defense looks like probably the best defense in the division. I will include Washington in that because I don't know that Washington does a lot well, but they do have a good front. Eagles have a good front as well, but I think they have a better secondary. So. Um, I think they could win this division as long as they don't keep, you know, you assume that they're going to get healthy, people are going to come back, but what if somebody else gets hurt? Because it just seems like every week the Eagles have one or two more key injuries that they're dealing with.
0: Yeah. Um Fortunately, they have like a top 15 or top 20 coach um who can help propel them. But where do we put Doug? Where's Where do we rank Doug these days, Diva? Top 15? That's fair. I mean,
2: when you're dealing with a lot of uh injuries, like RJ said, it, it's hard to slide them down too much. But he's not as high as I think uh Sean had him ranked.
0: Hey, hey, let's not say things we can't take back. Um, was that Sean, Sean, McVay? Talk- Sean McVay you're talking about, Sean McVay? Yeah, he was. He was ranked below Sean McVay by uh, he sh- who shall not be named. That's I, why. Uh,
2: I'll just say this: I, I feel like we're allowed to say his name again since he came back on the podcast. I don't know if we want to make a ruling on that or if we just keep going the entire season.
0: That's fine. We, we, yeah. Uh, Sean ranked him last offseason, okay. Sean Wagner McGuff, who used to be on this podcast and left it to go to law school, get stony, baloney, loser, and, uh, in Boulder. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thinking, <you. laughs> how'd you go to law? Did you leave a podcast to go to a full-time podcaster? The NFL writer and then if I ran it, went to law school. Oh my goodness. Um, anyway, um, the, he had, Peterson ranked like seventh or ninth or something like that behind McVay and Eagles fans freaked out. And now it's hilarious because Eagles fans want Doug Peterson fired for some ridiculous reason. All right, anyway, let's get to this game in particular. It is, as we mentioned, a four and a half point spread. The Eagles minus four and a half minus 240 on the money line. The over under 45. Uh, some trends of note. The, uh, Eagles, I mean, shockingly awful, uh, recently. Carson Wentz in particular, awful against the spread. He's 12, 21 and 0 against the spread over, uh, since 2018, which is just horrific. Seven and fourteen against the spread as a favorite, including zero and three this season. So this is all since two thousand eighteen. Five and twelve against the spread at home, including one and two against the spread, and three and ten against the spread as a home favorite. Over that stretch, that is I a mean, three and ten as a home favorite. The only uh, he's the worst in the NFL since two thousand eighteen over the last three years. Uh, Philip Rivers uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo uh, close behind him, but twenty three percent covering, but. But here, RJ, he is 4-0 straight up or against the spread on Thursday, covering by an average of 11.1 points per game. The over in those games is 4-0 as well. And Wentz is also 7-2 against the spread on short rest in his career. Doug Peterson, 5-0 straight up and against the spread on Thursday, covering by an average of 10.3 points per game. And the over is 4-1 in those games. So presumably the under hit, the one game that Wentz did not play for Doug Peterson. Uh, Daniel Jones, Oh, and three straight up and against the spread in primetime. Ooh, Danny Dalton making an appearance for the uh, the Giants tonight. And Philly has won seven consecutive games straight up against the Giants, but just three and four against the spread in that span. So what is your take, knowing that all those trends are maybe throwing well out the window, what is your take on the spread uh,
1: this evening, RJ? I'll throw one more trend. You know, it looks like all that lines up for Philly, but the Giants have covered in seven straight away from MetLife, six straight road games. And then their their last time that they they, uh, didn't cover on the road, it was actually at MetLife against the Jets. So seven straight away from MetLife. So this is a situation where they can come in, they can perform better than... Then you think, I think the line's about right where it should be. So it's not a strong lean for me, but if I'm taking one side, I'm probably leaning to Philly. I mean, that offense has been ravaged by injury, but they scored points the last three weeks against several top defenses, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I mean, you, you score 25 plus in each of those games. I know that the yardage probably wasn't there in all three, but that you, you got to be doing something right, you know, to, to put up those point totals against those defenses. The Giants offense hasn't topped 300 yards all year. And I know they lost, they lost uh, Saquon. They've had to deal with a few injuries at receiver, but it's not nothing to the level of what Philly's dealt with. And that Giants offense just hasn't got on track. It's a it's amazing to me that Jason Garrett wasn't able to fix this offense. You know who who knew? You know, I guess tear up those those Jason Garrett uh, assistant coach of the year tickets. But uh,
0: I guess if he doesn't have four Hall
1: of Famers on the offensive line, he's just not as effective. Yeah, it turns out he needs an offensive line to be good. So Philly's D is good enough to keep that offense in check. I think the, they'll, you know, ravage the, those tackles and they'll they'll keep Daniel Jones running for his life. So I do think Philly's going to win this. They've, you know, I've been impressed by what they've done over the last three weeks, even though they still have a terrible record. So I would lean to Philly.
0: Yeah, I, I think Philly's a, I don't know if it's a slam job here. Like, I wouldn't make it a best bet if it were on a Sunday. But I really like the Eagles in this spot. Again, uh, I think when you look at the matchup, the, the offensive line is a concern for Philly, and Carson Wentz's performance is absolutely a concern for Philly. But the way that the weakness, the strengths and weaknesses for these various teams lined up favors the Eagles, in my opinion. Um, first of all, they get Lane Johnson back, the Eagles do, which is huge. I mean, Lane Johnson, when Lane Johnson plays, Carson Wentz is substantially better at quarterback, and that shouldn't be surprising. Lane Johnson's a great tackle. He's an all-pro. Um, Deshaun Jackson is back, too, and I think that matters because maybe he only catches one ball before he leaves again with an injury, but... They actually have a reliable field stretcher who Carson Wentz knows he can trust. There is no one on the, on the, um, on the Giants, in my opinion. And James Bradbury's been good, but enjoy soaking up Travis Fulgham's targets because I don't think that James Bradbury will match up against Deshaun Jackson. That's not a particularly great matchup for him. And if he does it, then Wentz is going to have a field day throwing it to Fulgham. Um, so is Zach Ertz? Zach Hertz is playing, right? Zach Ertz is out. Zach Hertz is
1: out. That's Richard right. Rogers, TE1. Wow.
0: Somebody was, I saw, maybe it was Adam Levitan of Established the Run was saying that he was like, Richard Rogers was in his, uh, pickup league, like <laughs> two weeks ago, like,
1: like his not, league. Not
0: yeah. Jason
2: Krum? <laughs> Where did Jason Krum go, Brinson?
1: Um, this He's is, not gonna remember this.
2: <laughs> I think that's the same thing you guessed on Sunday, Tennessee.
1: Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee, that's right. Um, Buffalo Bills tight end. Yes, of course. Anyway.
0: Yes, Richard, Richard Rogers, uh, sneaky little, uh, guy You can also DFS. We'll talk about that in a second, but like, and the other thing that matters too is that Philly, the strength of Philly's entire roster, the only thing that they're really good at this year is defensive line. And the one thing that Daniel Jones can't deal with because his offensive line stinks is a good defensive line that can pressure him. And when he gets pressured, He coughs up turnovers. I mean, like Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. They call it the Eagles. The Giants fans call him like Jameis Dimes or Jameis Jones or or Daniel Winston or whatever they want to call it. Some they think he's like Jameis Winston when it comes to turning it over. I don't trust him in this spot, and I think the Eagles will get after him. And if it were seven or something like that, I would take the Giants probably because I think they could backdoor it. But I just think the Eagles are going to pour it on here. I also like the under a lot.
1: Yeah, I would lean to the under two. Unders came back with a vengeance last week. I'm sure we'll talk about it in our big pick spot, but they went you, 10 and you, four.
0: You didn't call it, but you seemed to fear it and it right. week, came
1: to fruition. I've been saying for weeks, it's coming one of these weeks. That's why I didn't want to go all in on overs, but you know, I tried to, to pick the week, I think in week three or four that this would be the unders week and it did yeah, yeah, I did too. And it just didn't happen. So I'm just, I like, knew, yeah. you know it was coming. I mean, so just stay away from the totals till it happens because we knew it was coming. So these are two struggling teams. Their defenses are better than their offenses. So I do like the underplay here. You said Lane Johnson is back for Philly. Um, he, this seems like a situation where he wouldn't play if they had anybody else, but uh, he feels like he has to gut it out because of all the other injuries. Driscoll's hurt, you know, as well. So, um, it seems to me like a game where he's going to try to play. He'll get through He'd one quarter later, the and then Brett quarter. Toth is going to be your right tackle and good luck with that, you know, That's so. Fair point. So, uh, yeah, that, that also, you know, is a, is a plus for the under because, you know, maybe the Eagles don't move the ball as well. I mean, there's
0: no Miles Sanders, no Zach Ertz. In fact, that's why I bet the under last week. I, I
1: earlier this week, I was I,
0: like Ertz and Sanders were ruled out. And I bet the under and it went, moved down to 43 and a half. It's since come back up to 45, which is a little
1: concerning. Yeah. I think the line did that too. The line started at six, I think five and a half. It went to six like right away and then it plummeted to three and a half, I guess on the Ertz and Sanders news. Yeah, And then then it's been gradually coming back up and it's at four and a half now.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about line movement in these these days anymore. Just uh, going to take what I like. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk props and DFS. Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, so play a props or any props really. First touchdown, whatever you want to do, RJ. What uh what floats your boat in this particular game? Because this is the, this this is again how you make football fun. This is a crappy football game. Nobody should really want to watch it, but you can bet on it and play DFS.
1: Yeah, like Wentz going over seventeen and a half rushing yards. He's topped his total in five of his six games. So, you know, the percentages in a regular game would seem to, to, uh, to, to favor that, but he's also going to be without Miles Sanders. So maybe the Eagles have to create some more, you know, yards with his legs and they would normally, they don't have a reliable back to hand it off to. So I think Wentz is going to either between scrambling because his line is, is, is not holding up or between design runs is going to get over 17 and a half since he's been doing that more often than not.
0: Um, all right. I've got one. I will take Evan Ingram under. Longest reception, 16 and a half yards. That is a really low number. It's, a, it's juice to the over. But Jason Garrett refuses to use Evan Ingram in any other capacity than the Jason Witten short yardage, like little run to the flat, catch the ball and fall down capacity.
1: Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. And uh, this it's, is it's, a. De-
0: his best route is the seam route. He's great at running a seam route. Daniel Jones is like hits him all the time. They hit him all the time in those team routes. Eli Manning hit him all the time in those team routes. And Jason Garrett doesn't use him in that capacity. It's infuriating.
1: And this is the team you want to use him like that against. Remember Travis Kelsey destroyed, was it, I think it was Kel- no, it was Kittle. Uh, yeah. George Kittle destroyed a couple weeks ago. It was like 10 catches, 150 yards, 180 yards, whatever it was. So, um, I think that the opportunity is there if they want to focus on Ingram. But yeah, it has to, it has to come from Jason Garrett changing his game plan and, and uh, to attack the Eagles that way. So maybe he will, but in a short week he probably probably can count that out.
0: Would you take Wentz, uh hypothetically speaking, the um rushing your total at a different book would be twenty and a half juice to the over. Would you still take Wentz's
1: over? yeah that's I said that he's covered the seventeen and a half and five of his six. I think two of those he had nineteen on the nose so you're, and then you're crossing into that territory, but I think the last few weeks he's gotten went like a 40 fifty range so I do think that's probably still gonna hit probably more often than not. it's just obviously not as strong as uh, seventeen and a half
0: okay um anything else that uh, pops up for you?
1: Yeah, we think that Bradbury's gonna be on Fulgham, but I still like Fulgham's over four and a half receptions. I mean, he is the off- passing offense. And even if Deshaun Jackson comes back, Deshaun Jackson isn't the like a number one receiver you're, you're throwing all your targets to. He's the field stretcher. So Fulgham's had 16 catches on 23 targets over the last two weeks. I think that his role is gonna be stable and Jackson's gonna take those John Hightower big shot kind of, kind of plays. Um, so I think Fulgham still going to get a ton of t- t- targets even more, maybe because Sanders and Ertz are out. So in the short to mid range game, I think you just pepper Fulgham over and over. So even if Bradbury is doing a good job, I still like his chances to get the five catches for 40 yards at the very least.
2: Brinson, if you can find it, long shot prop, Jalen Hurts, first touchdown score, not Ooh. available everywhere, but it's something I like.
0: Okay. Debo, uh, anything else you like? Cause I know that you are, um. Debo loves to do, uh, over, um, on, the, uh, oh my God. Am I forgetting the Joel Embiid's points per point scored in, uh, in all the in Philly games. Um, is there else that you're sort of on here.
2: Something I, I do frequently and I, the one week I didn't do it is when it would have paid off well is Carson Wentz first touchdown scorer with, with Eagles money line. That was more beneficial when they were underdogs, but that's, that's a weekly parlay for me.
0: Hmm. I don't have, um, first touchdown up. That's annoying, but can I even get, can we get Hurts? Let me see if I can do a player, uh, a custom player. No, they haven't really fleshed out these props completely yet. Um, in fact, I don't even know. I was going to look at Corey Clement rushing yards. That one kind of intrigues me because I bet that it would be low. Let's see what they could. Nope. Can't even get it right now.
1: I know that Hertz wow. isn't on the board at a, for a first touchdown at a William Hill. So
0: he's not no, hmm. Can you even bet him on wait, hurts hidden on the not on the board? Man, that's frustrating. Usually there's a field too, but it didn't, or like you can do any other Eagles player, but it's the odds aren't very great. You can do Jason Kroom first touchdown score 40 to 1.
2: What are the odds JJ
0: white whiteside falls on the ball in the end zone for a touchdown? Or well, 66 to 1 for the first. <laughs> uh, anytime JJ white whiteside falling on the ball. It's 12 to 1.
1: You got to love those odds because, you know, he's done one out of every six weeks. So
0: I saw uh, a friend of the podcast, our buddy Chris Long tweeted. He's like, There it is. Told you, our Sega White team is going to have a breakout this year. And, And everybody's like, That doesn't count as a touchdown, you moron. It's like, Are you guys serious? Like, why are you people so stupid?
1: also take one more of the, uh, the under 49 and a half receiving yards for Darius Slayton. He's been limited by a foot injury in practice. That's a tough injury to manage on a short week. You could see him playing fewer snaps than po- than he usually would. It's also possible Sterling Shepard comes back. I'll talk about that a little bit in DFS. He's on the IR right now, but they could activate him at some point Thursday before the game. So um, I think that Slayton probably is in for a little bit less work than, than he usually would have. So I think he might go under the, those yards.
0: Yeah, I saw his over three and a half receptions and initially thought, ooh, I kind of like that. It's juice of the over. But I was like, yeah, but what if he's, what if he's banged up and they pull him and he doesn't, he didn't play a full game? That would be concerning. Um, these touchdown prices are obscene. Travis Fulgrim plus 163. Evan Ingram, two to one. Wentz, two and a half to one. Anytime touchdown. Are you kidding me? Like that's a, that's a crazy price. John Hightower, four to one. Anytime touchdown. What are we doing here? John Hightower. I love John Hightower,
1: but come on. Yeah, you can, I like going, putting two of them together in the specials part of William Hill. There's a Deshaun Jackson and Evan Ingram to score touchdowns prop at eight to one. And I think this Desha- Jackson is a great candidate for a long score now that he's back. Um, we thought that we, we said we think Bradbury's going to be on Fulham. I don't think they have anybody that can cover Jackson deep. So all he needs is one, you know, target and he might get a touchdown. I, I like Ingram.
0: Deshaun Jackson 12 to one first touchdown too.
1: That's a possibility too. And then Ingram, the Eagles have allowed six touchdowns to tight end so far. Um, so when they when, if the Giants can get near the red zone, I think that's where you got to throw it to, to Ingram there. So I think both of those guys are probably scoring touchdowns today.
2: RJ, right. you said Wayne Johnson, you know, he might be hobbled and be out after the first quarter. I, I just have no faith in Deshaun lasting past the first quarter that what we've seen from him. So that's my concern with those, those props with
1: Deshaun. Hey, first quarter touchdown counts. just yeah.
0: like any other one. Um, okay. I don't know that. Do do I love my Evan Ingram under longest reception? I don't know if I love that as my flag plant prop because I think last week, um, I don't know if you know this on, um, last Thursday, did the Chiefs play last Thursday or was that last Monday?
1: There was no Thursday night game last week. There was no Thursday. That's what it was. I was like, what is happening?
0: Um, the last primetime game, my flag plant prop was, uh, over carries for, Clyde edwards Lair and it shattered. Um, you know what? I'm going to take uh, – instead, I'm going to take over – this would be my, my flag plant prop. I think it's a lock. Over Daniel Jones rushing yards, 28-and-a-half.
1: Yeah, I, I, I talked about that in the article I wrote about this game. Um, I lean that way, too. Um, it's just, you know, the based it's on – his game-by-game game production, but, you know, it's still a little bit high. You know, it's a high number for quarterbacks, so I do think he can get there. They don't have much else in the rushing game, um, but uh, I like the Wentz one a little bit better, so that's why I wrote it down to highlight here.
0: Yeah, well, I, you you said Wentz, so I couldn't go Wentz, too, but I agree with you. I think the Wentz one is a good one as well. I don't hate Devonta Freeman's total either. total, uh, Especially William Hill, you can do total rushing and receiving 75 and a half. All right, let's get to DFS. By the way, I just got a CBS Sports alert. If you saw this, Devo, Ertz out four to six weeks. Aye, aye, aye. Six, and
1: nine, and one. Do we know when Goddard's coming back?
2: I am not that's, sure. That's on a sooner timeline. I think he, he still might be like two to three weeks away,
0: though.
1: Yeah, I think I dug around for it uh, uh, this week, and I didn't really see anything. So I was wondering if you had any inside info being <laughs> blocked into the Philly scene.
0: And uh, Mike Garofalo of NFL Media reports that uh, Sterling Shepard still plans to quote, at least try to give it a go versus the Eagles. Won't know for sure until he tested here at the link later, but there's optimism he's back tonight. So certainly I guess I think if you I, think, I like playing those under on the Slayton props. That's not a bad idea. You've got to play it now because if Shepard is in, they're going to drop. Right? You would think, yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk DFS on this game, RJ. What, um if this feels like this is a game where I think if you're going to play it, that you need to be aware that the chalk is going to be defenses. Like I think a lot of maybe somebody like I I think you'll see a lot of people play two crappy defenses in this game.
1: It's possible, but I mean these teams are one and four, one and five. Is anybody really gonna have like faith in the Giants defense? I can't really see that happening. So sure, I put my lineup together. I didn't. I, I briefly was going to put the Giants in there, or maybe the Eagles in there, and I was just like, you know what? No, this. I think it's going to go under, but I don't. I can't see them generating many turnovers either. You know, it's just, um, you know, maybe the Eagles get some on Daniel Jones. So you can look to play them, but you know, I'm not. I'm not playing them in a captain role.
0: You know. Right, well, I mean, look, Carson Wentz is 16-2 at captain. Daniel Jones 15-6. Miles Sanders is out. Darius Slayton is 13-8. And he's hurt. Travis Fulgham is 2 and he's wearing a blue shirt that looks like he's on the on the Giants in this. When you scroll through the DraftKings thing, Boston Scott twelve six, Evan Ingram twelve even, Dallas Goddard out, Devontae Freeman eleven one, Alshon Jeffrey out, Sterling Shepard as we mentioned might come back, Golden Tate nine nine, Zach Ertz out, and then the next guy up is the next two guys up are Jalen Hurts, Nate Sudfeld, and then followed by that Colt McCoy and then Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rager on IR. I mean, this is a hot mess out here.
1: Yeah, I think your best bet for captain is to take one of the Wentz-Fulgham, you know, tandem. I think Wentz is your best bet with no Sanders. He's going to have to throw to move the ball. He's going to run a little more than we think. He could get in the end zone. Debo was talking about he likes playing his touchdown scoring prop. He gets you a rushing touchdown in addition to whatever he does passing. You've got to feel really good about that. Uh, the Giants do have a good run defense, so um maybe, you know, they're trying to run Boston Scott and Corey Clement, and it's just not working. And, you know, Wentz has to do more with his arm. So I think he's your best option even at the 16200 price. And then Fulgham's clearly the number one option in the offense if you think that Bradbury is going to move around more maybe play some Jackson. Um, maybe he doesn't make that much of a difference because they just have to throw to Fulgham so much you could play him at 13 too. um So he'd be the somewhat non-obvious play for me. I think my lineup, I might do that just so I can get both quarterbacks in.
0: Yeah, you can pretty easily jam in whatever you want here, I think. Like if you want to get both quarterbacks in, you know, you can do a um Carson Wentz Captain, Travis Fulgram, Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton. So you have in theory the two top pass catchers unless Evan Ingram goes off. Uh I think I think I think you may be right about Ingram. I kinda like him as a play this week with with the the Eagles having getting carved up by defenses. You could maybe I mean surely Jason Garrett's gonna watch some film and say, Maybe I can change up what we do with this former first round
1: pick, right? You would think, you'd think you'd watch some films. Short week, but, uh, yeah, Ingram was my sleeper, best sleeper caption option, but, but it's not that much of a discount at 12,000. I feel allowed 377 yards and six touchdowns to tight ends in six games. A lot of that was Kittle, but, you know, the, not all of it was Kittle. Um, and then my other sleeper captain option, if you, in, in these GPP leagues is Deshaun Jackson. Nobody's going to play him. Maybe he re-injures himself and he's out, but if not, if you can get through the whole game. He might hit a couple big plays deep. So if you can get like you know four catches for 110 yards and two touchdowns, you know maybe maybe that's enough to to make him the best captain of the uh, the day of the slate. And nobody's really going to use him at 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 eight point seven thousand. At that point, you do anything else you want with your lineup, obviously.
0: Yeah. Um. And look, conversely, I know you don't like the defenses, and I know the defenses stink. But as I pointed out, the defensive line for Philly is going to get after Daniel Jones, and I don't think they're a terrible captain option. If you go Eagles defensive captain, you can get in Carson Wentz, Travis Fulgram, Deshaun Jackson, Daniel Jones, and Golden Tate.
1: Not terrible. Or a kicker.
0: Yeah. Or I, I actually immediately plugged in Graham Gano and Jake Kelly. I think, I mean, look, kickers are kickers. Kickers are people too, to paraphrase Rich Eisen. And the, like on these showdown slates, kickers can win it for you. And does it, does it matter to you? I mean, I think certainly the, the Giants will be willing to kick no matter what Doug Peterson, a little more aggressive.
1: Yeah. The Giants have just have, have gone to the red zone 16 times this season. They have four touchdowns. So Start, you're going to be first, kicking a lot of field goals in that situation. Yeah. Graham, you so, in your lineups. Yeah. Throw Gano in there. He's uh, he's a little bit cheaper than Elliot cause he plays for the worst team, but he's the better option. He scored more points and the Giants have shown a propensity for kicking. So I definitely will find a way to get him in. Um, my lineup's going to have right now, Fulgham at, at the, uh, the, in the GPP Fulgham at the captain. Cause I want to, you take advantage of the, 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 you know, the possibility that the quarterbacks aren't don't do as well. And then um both quarterbacks in obviously you want to just pile up points for them Ingram and then both kickers. And just hopefully it's a, a touchdown to Ingram, a couple touchdowns to Fulgham and field goals from there. And I think I can get into the catch right with, with that situation.
0: Yeah. And then you hope that Fulgham just goes nuts. Right, or just Bradbury, or Bradbury's on Deshaun Jackson. I do like your idea of Deshaun Jackson as a, uh, as a captain. By the way, I think that's if I mean Deshaun Jackson is, and we've seen him do it in the last two years. Week one last year against the Washington Football Team, he he has the potential with his stat, stat line to to break the slate and to be where he you know he catches two long touchdowns. Now, obviously, you want Wentz in there as well, but I mean, if he catches two long touchdowns. You know, he could be a guy that absolutely just wins you a crap ton of money because he breaks it one deep.
1: Right. And if you throw him in there, you're, uh, you can switch, um, you know, your Jake Elliott selection up to all the way up to Boston Scott or Devontae Freeman, or, you know, if Shepard comes back, you can go with him. Or if you want to, to take down on having Ingram a little bit, maybe you can get the Fulgums. but then you, you know, picking from the same group of questionable players there, the Tates and Shepherds and those guys.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, good stuff. Way to make, uh, Chicken salad. I have a real chicken poo game here. Debo, I mean uh, RJ and Debo as well. Debo, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors this evening.
2: Appreciate that. Maybe on the recap, we can start saying Travis Fulgham's name correctly.
0: Did I call him Todd Fulgham again. There's no R in there. That's Fulgham. <laughs> is it, is it me, just me or is everybody doing that? Just, just me. Just you. I mean, in,
2: in Philly, at this point, we just call him Travis.
0: Big (laughs) T. Well played, Devo. All right. Good show. See ya.